Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I feel like there needs to be a support group for people who tried to snag Taylor Swift tickets when the pre-sale started last month. I know by the time that y'all are listening to this, it's died down, but it's still really fresh for me because I sat through all of it. I'm actually doing it again. Today is the second day of pre-sale and I'm going to try to get tickets again. But yesterday was the first day of pre-sale and it was traumatic. (laughs) I hated every second of it. I uh, tried to be support from a distance slash just like hold down the fort so that you could focus on that, which was not a big deal until after hours and like, technically, there was nothing else to be done. But then I attempted to try to like rest and get away from it all. And I swear to you, it was 400 videos in a row on TikTok of people just like complaining about Ticketmaster. And I was like, I can't get away from this conversation. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Yeah. Well, and to be clear, in this house, we stand Taylor Swift and we loathe Ticketmaster and the monopoly that they have been able to form. There is call to action, though. I shared in my stories and you can DM me and I'll get you the link. There are literal scripts that you can write to your senator and to Congress because it is the DOJ's job to prevent monopolies in organizations like that's literally part of their job. And they're doing it right now with big publishers. So there's like four big publishers in the book industry, and two of them are wanting to combine forces. But multiple authors, multiple people, including Stephen King, are really taking part in being vocal to the DOJ about doing what they can to prevent that. Because when there is a monopoly in an industry, it hurts the people who want to participate and enjoy that industry. It only benefits the people who are making money from it. 100%. Competition helps the consumer. Competition helps. It also helps smaller businesses have the opportunity to rise up and like actually compete, especially if they're innovating above 
a conglomerate, but when these conglomerate gets too huge, it's a problem. I could complain about this in a lot of different industries. Like the food world is massively like, yeah, there's only like what four or five major food brands or brands in general. Yeah. And then pharmaceutical. Yeah. Pharmaceutical is huge. And then even just like everyday household products. If you think of like the Procter and Gamble's of the world, like what is there two or three companies that handle most of the kind of commodities that you buy outside of food. And the problem with some of those things is these little baby companies, they can't survive very long competing for shelf space against them. And and many of them do get bought out by bigger companies, which is, I mean, great to an extent, but it's to the point where like, you don't even know, it looks like a small brand, but it's like owned by one of the major players. And that's really frustrating as a consumer. Anyway, monopolies are frustrating. Yesterday was traumatic. I knew it was going to be drama. There were two shows that I was trying to get tickets for. I only wanted to sign up for one show because I was willing to do that hard work on a local venue here for a smaller group of friends. I didn't want to do it for a venue out of state with our larger group of friends. But ultimately, me and only one other person, quote unquote, won the lottery for the pre-registration tickets, which here's what's so funny. I didn't realize that was a lottery. I thought it was everyone who pre-registered was eligible to get a code. And so like the pre-registration was open for like a week or whatever. So I was in no rush to pre-register. I think I did it towards the end of the window. And I somehow got a code in the first wave. No one else got a code after that. They were wording it like there was going to be multiple waves of codes. Like you're going to get one tonight and then some people get one tomorrow and then they'll like scatter it out. But with how many like applied for it and then they picked the lottery or whatever, there were so many people who did not get codes. And in our group, there was only two people. And so it was really stressful to kind of manage all of that. And then obviously the system actually broke, which wasn't helpful. I somehow snuck in. So I was able to score tickets to one of the shows. I somehow snuck in. I honestly think as their system was kind of rebooting or refreshing, because as you all know, like the queue paused, it paused for hours. Everyone was told, don't refresh your your page or you'll lose your spot in line. And so someone texted me and they were like, one of my friends just refreshed and she was able to go in and get tickets. Like, I don't know if that will work or not. And at that point I was like, fuck it. Literally the only thing I have to lose is my spot in line. If there's a chance of getting tickets, then I'll try it. So I refreshed immediately, immediately was taken to buy tickets. And I was like, how did I get here? What like weird code on their back end of their site, like let me in right now. But I was able to snag tickets. I was super happy that I was because no one else in my group of, it was like 13 or 14 of us trying to buy tickets. I was the only one to secure tickets yesterday. I knew it was crazy. I had no idea it was going to be this crazy or I would have prepared more. But you surprised me with tickets last time. And prior to that, I haven't been to any of her concerts besides the one that I went to with you. And so like, I just did not feel prepared for how chaotic this whole experience would be. So I don't even remember how I got tickets last time. Because I don't remember it being this dramatic. It was for the reputation. I don't think it was. 
Right. I don't think it was. So I'm confused. Someone wrote an article where they were like, Ticketmaster slash everyone is like, oh, unprecedented demand, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, do you realize that she's released like four albums since and hasn't had a tour? Like Lover, because the tour had to get canceled. And then both of her pandemic albums and then Mastermind or Midnight's. And I'm like, what did you all think was going to happen? I don't think the right people were in charge of this. Is, is, uh, <laughs> no, no, they were not. I imagine some people would have had some things to say, like some random computer science guy last night was like, okay, this is kind of a simple problem here. You're saying it's a unprecedented traffic, but you decided to release tickets for like how many concerts all at the same time, he's like, why didn't every venue have their own release time? And then of the people who had codes, why didn't you stagger when they were able to join the queue anyway? Yeah, there are retailers, like fashion retailers, who know how to do this better than you. And if you weren't a freaking monopoly that everyone hated, you could probably like learn from other people to try to do it better. Because looping back to our monopoly point, that is when you are the only one in charge, you don't actually care about making the experience better for everyone else because you are the only option. You're not motivated to make Right. Right. It's very frustrating. All right. Well, speaking of innovation and getting feedback and making changes and And actually improving our team. (laughs) Yes. That's what we're going to talk about today. So we have been in the throes of planning for 2023, and a lot is still to come at the time of this recording, but there are some things that we have made decisions on and at least have made a decision to make a decision on. And so today I want to talk to you about things that we're continuing within our organization for 2023, and I want to touch on what they are and why we're going to keep them around. One thing that we're discontinuing for 2023 within our organization, this is not necessarily about our offers. And then three things that we are thinking about trying and really leaving space to see if it makes sense and really giving it time to come to fruition. It doesn't necessarily have to happen like January 1st, but things that have been on our mind. So you want to talk about stuff that we're going to keep in 2023? Yeah. So in terms of things we're going to keep, the first thing that came up that was technically on the docket to either reduce or even discontinue because the reason we brought it in in the first place was in lieu of healthcare because at the time when we instituted it, we didn't necessarily have a health plan for our employees. And several months following putting this in place, that came to fruition way faster than we anticipated. However, I spent some time talking with the team and just was really adamant about how important having access to different kinds of like care that, you know, healthcare is only so many things go to it. But our flexible stipend when we put it in place last year in January, or well, this year, technically, I suppose, um, it came out in January of 2022, it was covering a wide variety of, of different kind of buckets. So 
not just health-related expenses, but also alternative medicine. And then additionally, technology, co-working, and even reimbursements for childcare and things of that nature. And it's been really interesting to watch how the team has utilized that fund. And we did make some adjustments to how it's reimbursed just from a logistics standpoint, but I am excited about continuing it. And honestly, because so much is covered by healthcare at this point, I look at it really as a technology budget for the most part. And, you know, how our employees ultimately view it is up to them. But to me, having an all remote team, it didn't make sense from a management perspective to always supply the technology because then if a team member were to ever leave, we would have to collect the technology. And most of these people, the likelihood is it becomes their primary personal computer in addition to their work computer. And that just felt weird to me. And I I get in a bigger organization, that's a really common practice, but I wanted them to have the opportunity to own the device. And so that way there's no weirdness <laughs> in any sort of transition. We have people who use this stipend for like a rent for their co-working space or consistent childcare so they can get some quiet work time or even like a gym membership to just have something to add on to their just everyday life. Because as Abby was saying, like literal health insurance only goes so far and only covers so much. And this is kind of that just like extra life and health things that we wanted to be able to add as like a benefit to our folks. So I'm really excited that we're continuing that. It feels really cool to be able to offer that. Another thing that we are continuing to offer that I'm really excited that we're continuing to offering it, not just to have it, but because it worked for us. And I know this can be a very opinionated conversation. And I know we've talked about it a couple of times here on the show and added in a couple of different perspectives from other people, but We are continuing to offer unlimited PTO and we thought long and hard before even offering this in the first place to really think about the pros and cons of what it would entail for our team productivity, for the happiness and the actual rest time of our team members and everything in between. And ultimately the way that we've structured it and the way that we communicate it and the way that we encourage our team to really utilize it, I think is why it's working for us still. And I'm proud to have it. To me, it just makes asking off and time off in general easier. Yeah, no, I think so too. And I'm also not a big, like, I love planning. Don't get me wrong on planning. But from like a tracking perspective, I was really overwhelmed by the idea of like, needing to know exactly how many hours someone had banked and right. how many they That's were That's what utilizing. I mean by easier. Like it's even easier for HR. From like a management perspective, I just don't even really have to think about it because I'm also just like a really flexible person in general. We have a team member who at the time of this recording is in the middle of packing her house and moving across country for the second time in a year and a half. <laughs> and when she came to me, you know, I was really supportive because I, I care about her as a human being. I also care about her as being her manager. 
but also just like the stress of a situation like that. Like I don't need her workplace to add to the stress of an already stressful event. And when she came to me and she's like, okay, I think this is the plan. The plan might change. I was like, girl, like it's okay. If the plan changes, you just need to keep me posted. And she's like, okay, I think this is what we're doing. And she's like, it's been so nice that you're like the non-stressful piece of this. And I was like, then I'm doing my job because I want our team to feel supported throughout life events and life changes. And there is a way to still show up and like do a good job for the team, but also recognize that life is freaking happening. And so I think it's been good. Our team in general, and that we knew this going into it, our team in general is a team that we've never had any problem with like abusing the opportunity. Everyone is really dedicated to the work they're doing and loves their job, or at least that's how they show up for us. And so we haven't had any sort of management issue of feeling like someone was taking advantage of the opportunity. Okay. So another thing that we are continuing for 2023, and this was after a conversation we had with our person who does this training. So we had like a check-in with our executive leadership coach, basically, who we have her take a couple of our employees and put them through it's like a management accelerator program. So there's training, there's coaching, there's safe spaces for those people to really learn how to step into their role as a manager, as a leader, etc. And we've continued a couple of team members throughout this program, even as their roles have shifted a little bit and as their direct reports have shifted a little bit, because we find so much value in being able to allow that space for them to come and talk to kind of like an unbiased person. And a conversation with our trainer really solidified this for me. And the way that it was kind of presented to me, it felt like the role she plays for our team is very similar to like almost an HR person where like, if you needed to go talk to this HR person, they were the unbiased, like they're not your manager. You can go safely talk to this person about an issue or an idea or a strategy or whatever related to kind of that conversation. And it's held in that space and there's room for you to do that. And I kind of equated this to that in a way where it was like, oh, I get to go to this space and ask these questions and learn and be vulnerable in this way and get support in that area. Yeah, I love having this sort of access for our other managers. And I think it's been really helpful in like aiding and word learning a lot on our own managing the team. And we also need our managers to have a way to bounce ideas off of someone that can kind of provide that third party unbiased opinion, but also has like a ton of previous management experience and can really support them through the different seasons that are going to come up for them. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart.
including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. The next thing we're really continuing is our team playbook. And we developed this throughout 2022 as a reference tool. And this was above and beyond what people call SOPs. You know, people have standard operating procedures that are training materials that like walk people how to do different tasks and really get up to speed on different aspects of their role. Our team playbook is designed to serve our team as a true representation of the vision of our company, the values of our company, how we show up, what our culture looks like, and how they can show up best to really match our expectations. And, you know, going into it, I didn't realize how impactful the work we would have done on this would have been on the team. It was easily one of the most integral things we did to getting our team 
collectively on the same page and really working towards the same goals and outcomes. Because when they show up at work, they know how and why they're doing it and what our expectations look like. And it has been absolutely incredible and really helped all of our team. You know, we live in different parts of the country and we were raised different ways and we have our own like unique things that make us us. These are the things that bring us together and, you know, kind of have us operating as one unit. And going into next year, we are going to continue to add additional updates. And a lot of the things we're adding updates to and developing out further are new and additional things that have just come up in the last year. They're not changes because I think that's what's really critical about building something like this. This stuff should be so foundational that it is the heartbeat of your organization. These are not things you change year to year or even when your products change. The updates we're adding are more, they're likely going to be more logistics focused. And those are the things that can and should change over time as your products and services develop. And so, but the core of it, the things that are talking about vision and values and all of that, that is staying the same. And I'm really excited to continue to use that as the basis for how we show up in our company. We started that in 2021. This time in 2021, we booked that Airbnb and did like a two and a half day session building out that playbook. And I remember being so pleasantly surprised that like how it was shaping up within our values and our mission that we were kind of rewriting were truly foundational from what we had started our mission in 2015. And like the mission that you and I set on the floor of your office and basically we're like, here's how I want to run a company. And here's how you want to run a company. And here's like our core, like purpose of what we want to do. And it's truly the same. (laughs) It is the same. It absolutely is. So I love seeing that and I can't wait to see it evolve. Okay. Another thing that we're continuing and then we'll get into what we're discontinuing and trying is what we call our MVP way of doing projects. It's our collaborative environment. Being collaborative is actually a value here of ours internally at Boss Project. I do feel like we kind of use it in a unique way. We remind our team members that this is our value. And I actually kind of want to maybe even define this a little further in our edits of our playbook. But ultimately, what the MVP or collaborative environment means for us is because we're a small team and because each of us bring a very unique set of skills to the table, we know that the best outcome, the best quote unquote finished product is something that has input from more than one person on the team. Sometimes it's just two people. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's seven, right? It changes depending on what the project is, but we know that if this person is able to bring their magic to the thing and you're able to bring your magic to the thing that ultimately that thing, whatever it might be, even if it's an email, a contract, a graphic, a website, like whatever it is, when we have input from multiple team members, it's going to be really incredible. And it's going to be uniquely boss project. And so what we ask our team members to do is if it's your thing, if you're owning it, if that's your project, your idea, your strategy, whatever it is, that you take it as far as you can. And as far as you can is never 100%. And that's okay. 
We support that, encourage that, and kind of require that. Bring it to your manager. Your first time you're doing it, you might bring it to your manager at 50%. And then you're getting feedback and then you're perfecting those skills. And the next time you bring that thing to your manager, maybe it's at 75 or 80%. And then ultimately, you're going to be sending stuff that's like 95, 98% quote unquote done. And you just need someone to kind of like wave their magic wand and like put the magic sauce on it. And it has truly gotten us so far. And it's one of my favorite things to do because in my research, I've been reading a lot about the intense lack of productivity that teams are seeing in 2022 specifically. And a lot of that has to do with like pandemic burnout. We all work really hard in 2020 and 2021 and we're tired. And so we're taking a break and lack of productivity is a consequence of that. And that's fine. But there's also predictions for even more lack of productivity in 2023 because of the recession and the pending recession. And so how do you combat that? How do you stay on top of that now? And one of the biggest contributing factors to productivity is thinking that you have to do everything in a silo 100% and you end up being your own bottleneck and you times that by however many people on your team that you have means that things are slowing down and things are not being presented fast enough innovated fast enough, tweaked fast enough. And this MVP mindset is one of the things that helps you move through that faster. So I want to really define that a little more clearly in our playbook in 2023, maybe even doing a team training on it, on what it means and how to live in it and how to support it. But it's something that I'm excited to keep doing here at BP. Well, and I'll add to that, that I absolutely have seen the fruits of its labor because while we you know, we said, bring it to us sooner in the pipeline and and then we'll get better every single time. I saw a representation of that just this week. We're, we're working on launching a new service product, however you want to look at it, going into next year. And a lot of its inner workings and operational things were really consistent to something else we had worked on a year ago. And we had a team member who we delegated a lot of the tech setup to and gave her some creative control. And this time last year, it was meetings and meetings and meetings of like figuring out all of the steps and all of the processes and all of the tech and all of the everything and the efficiencies that that has rewarded us a year later I'm like, she set this whole freaking thing up in like a day. And, you know, I went in and I was like, well, this whole thing is just done. This one thing, there's just like one little tweak, but like it's 98% there. And like, to me, I'm like, okay, you spend the time to make the time. You spend the time to make the time. And we'll continue to foster that inside our company. Now, going into 2023, we did decide to discontinue something we had tried. And we're always, like she's saying, we're in the spirit of experimentation anyway. And so this time last year, we looked at our time off and we had already put in place unlimited PTO. But one of the things that Emily and I have struggled with is we have felt if one of us was out, that the other one had to be present. And that has made it over time a bit hard for us to like fully step away. And so 
part of the motivation for sure was so that Emily and I could have planned time away (laughs) from the company. But also we knew our team was the kind of team that if we didn't plan company closures, we were concerned that they were not going to take enough time off, even though we had unlimited paid time off. Because that is a consequence of offering unlimited PTO that we wanted to be mindful of. If you have a team that is like just addicted to what they do and they're being supported in so many ways in their work-life balance, then you quote unquote, don't need to take the time off unless there's an emergency. And I am team take the time off just to have the day off. I love that for me and for you. And so we wanted to like dedicate office closures. So you didn't feel guilty for taking the time off or it was a group time off effort. So for 2022, We planned time off and collectively we were at over 27 business days where the company was closed. If you're doing the math on that, that's more than a month. So we're only open 10 and a half months out of the year, period. Now that's spread out over time, but we had several longer weekends, but like one day here sprinkled throughout the year, but we decided to mostly have two longer breaks. And so we did two weeks off in July and two weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. And when we came back in July, there was just like this collected frazzled feeling from so everyone. On a survey. <laughs> yeah, we did on a survey to get feedback from our team. And the team was really responsive. And while absolutely there were some people that were like, loved it, amazing, would do again, for sure the majority felt like it was too long at that specific time of year. And they really preferenced. Two weeks at Christmas time does not feel long. Two weeks in the middle of July feels long. Yes. And so collectively, they're like, I'd rather have more breaks, but shorter breaks. And we're like, cool, cool. All right. And so when we put the plan in place, my big thing was making sure for 2023 that we had them spread out enough that like, you always had one to kind of look forward to, but not two grouped together where you're like, why are we here for two days and then back for four and then gone? You know what I mean? Like, that's not helpful either. And so we have structured time off about the same amount of days going into 2023. I think it's a few less only because of how holidays fell on weekends, but Definitely, cumulatively, it should feel very similar, but it means that we have planned time off every other month at least, and then there's more closer to the end of the year because of the holidays. And I think every time off, what is at least four days, a Friday and a Monday typically? Yeah, I think there's a couple three days sprinkled here and there, but most of the three-day weekends we turned into four-day weekends. I'm excited for that too. I truly love the concept of every other there being a planned time off. I do think that that will feel more energetically great for our team. So I'm excited. Okay. 
kind of speaking along the same lines of work schedules. Now we're going to get into the three things that we're thinking about trying. I don't know how it's going to look like. I don't know if it will be only maybe for the summer or a certain season or whatever. We're going to think about trying something basically. The concept of a four-day work week has been brought up for years, not just within BP, but in our industry as a whole. A lot of people only work three or four days. And I get that. And I'm here for it. We only worked four days for a very long time. We had Mondays off for like three years when it was just like you and I and a couple of contractors. That's when I didn't have five-day-a-week childcare. And so Mondays, I didn't have childcare, so we just were off. And that felt fun and that felt great. And then we kind of turned back the faucet of Monday through Friday work as we grew our team and kind of changed our business model. But we've been tentatively thinking about a four-day work week. We haven't committed to something previously because, I don't know, something about like just being off on the day to me brought the same kind of pressure that the two-week break in July did where, oh crap, now I only have four days to try to get my projects done. Those four days are going to be hustled and stressful. And if I just had that extra day, I could leisurely go about my week. And I didn't want that feeling. I didn't want that productivity pressure on our team. So what we're kind of thinking about is we know the power of creativity and doing activities that are a little bit outside of like your job role that are just to inspire you to brainstorm, to try something new, to learn, to practice skills, whatever it might be. So we might be teasing a four day work week, but that fifth day you're still working, but it's a different kind of work and there are different activities and there's different things and it's structured creativity in a way Again, I don't know what it looks like where it's like very tentative conversations, but it's something that I am interested in seeing. Could something like that feel good for us? Yeah. And this was really inspired by some work from some bigger companies out there that have included this play in their work week. Like we talked about it recently with a 3M. Yeah. 3M. This is how post-it notes were born by having some structured time to have people work on projects that weren't set in stone that were really loose and were really innovative and creative. And so we'll continue to see how that evolves as we put some more structure to it. Cause I know for us, if we leave it too loose, our team isn't going to adopt it. That's why four day work week, I haven't want to go with it because it feels too loose. And so I think a structured creative environment, which can exist. I want to kind of figure out what that looks like. Now, we had toyed with a team retreat in 2022 and ultimately pushed it back for a whole host of reasons. But I am really adamant about making it happen going into this coming new year. And I look forward to seeing what it looks like to get people in the same room. We did end up flying out one team member this year. And it was so fun and we got a lot accomplished in like a different kind of way. And so I want to figure out what's the balance of not putting too much pressure on getting too much done, more around giving our team opportunities to bond in bigger ways. Because while we absolutely have done a good job of including more camaraderie aspects. Like I feel like I do genuinely know about a lot of things that are happening in our team's lives because we make it 
a precedent to start every meeting with some of that water cooler banter or whatever. And that's been really critical. But there's some things that you just never get out when you're only in a few meetings a week with someone. And body language and like how people communicate and their energies and like all of that. There's like food preferences and yeah, so many things. I'm still really intimidated by the potential of how tall some of these people are going to be. I think everyone is so tall. Everyone is going to be so tall. We know Miranda is. Jen gives tall energies to me too. So I just have a feeling I'm not going to know. I think we just forget how short we are when we meet people because we're the same height. And so it's like, I'm just like, this is normal to me. And I'm around short people all the time. My literal entire family is short. And so I'm like, everyone else has always been taller than me, but I just don't expect my team to be taller. (laughs) I'm like so thrown off by it. But I'm sorry. Early summer 2023. Yeah. It literally will happen this year because if you missed the memo, we're hosting our first ever in-person retreat for our clients of our mastermind that will be at the same time. So we need to do some planning on like, does it make sense to do the retreat before or after the team portion of the retreat before or after both? I don't know, but I'm excited. Okay. So this last thing that we're going to be trying and figuring out, and again, I don't have any context here, but I will definitely be sharing it with you guys when we create a new structure. As our team has ebbed and flowed, departments have shifted, even what we're offering and how we're offering it has shifted. I think it's due time for a restructuring of department meetings and just meetings in general. We want to make sure that we're using our time effectively and we're not getting bombarded meetings impact the energy and productivity level of people differently. And so I want to start to be mindful of like what makes sense when there's just such an art of like, we do have very impactful and beneficial meetings and they are actionable. They are not just like, oh my God, why did we sit through that? And they're still draining for a lot of our people, myself included. I'm always trying to find that balance of like, What do I need to do in order to do my job and support my team in doing their job? And what do I need to do to honor my energy? And so I really want to have both of those lenses in our conversation for meetings going into next year. I don't think there will ever be a perfect answer because my perfect answer is I don't want to go to any meeting ever, but I also want to know the information and bond with you. And I know that I can't have both. And so I really have to try to figure out what makes sense for me and for our team. So yeah, and it's a weird balance of like, do we need the meeting? Mm, Maybe not. But like, also, it's a good like checkpoint to just have time with our people. And so part of it is like, well, should they be shorter? Do they need a different agenda? It's not always about elimination so much as it's a better use of the time restructure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for that. And if we come up with some magic sauce, we'll definitely let you know. But if this kind of operational discussion or behind the scenes team discussion is is up your alley and you're like, oh my gosh, I need a playbook or oh my gosh, like what is the process of communication or whatever? These are conversations that we're having with founders all the time and definitely inside of our mastermind. But if these questions are popping up for you, I would still love to chat with you. We're opening up a lot of cool things in 2023 and our services and our team behind the scenes that where we come in and do a lot of shit for you are expanding in 2023. And I'm excited to see how we could work together and what that could look like. So if any of this, you were like, how could I figure that out? Or I need to have that conversation. Definitely reach out to us and we'll let you know what opportunities are available for you to have these discussions with us and with our team. 
if you just head to what link to get on the waitlist? Yeah, you just go to bossproject.com slash waitlist and you're welcome to tick other and mention playbook or team culture or executive coaching and we'll chat more soon. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.